Okay, go. Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves style at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are still a little bit speechless. Oh, good. Good job. I've done it again. <laughs> Can't remember. The Garbage Fire Podcast. Thank you. It's all about being ironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you know what I did while I, like, you know, lowered my voice to whisper that to you? I, like, covered my mouth as if I was, like, actually whispering to you. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, Megan? <laughs> you were by yourself in your living room. As if you were talking shit on the bench about your coach and you didn't want the cameras to catch you? Yeah. A la basketball? Or if you were talking shit about your players and didn't want the cameras to catch you? Yeah, True. Um, Were you talking shit about the U.S. president and the cameras do catch you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing. It was. Everyone's so upset about it. And I'm just like, everyone does this every single day. Do you know what the best part about it is? You can't really be mad about it without being like, well, like Trump. Like, there's no no good way to be annoyed about it. (laughs) I just think it's amazing. Because as soon as you're like, ah... He shouldn't have done that. It's like, but you're you're agreeing with Trump? Like, I... <laughs> check yourself, my friends. Yeah. The dude who fucking retweets white supremacists and conspiracy theories all day. Like, what? Well, this is a bad energy to start <laughs> This is a fine... Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, you know when Trump wasn't president? In 1984. Oh, shit. Here we go, Megan. Let's Here we go it. now. Here we go now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so before actually before we start, I feel like we need to uh, just preface this. So uh, we're recording this on Sunday. It's December the eighth. Uh, you probably won't be hearing this until like Thursday, because we recorded an episode last week, and due to some like technical difficulties, uh, I'm gonna upload it after we're done recording this one. Yeah. So we're we're technically like five-ish days behind yeah so that's kind of it's both of our bads it was a thing that happened it's all good uh so we're talking about things that happened on sunday as if they're happening today because today is sunday but you're hearing this (laughs) thursday or later just i hate time so much (laughs) (laughs) so like when i talk about how i picked five all five of my football games right this week uh you're like but it's thursday no it happened today i was very excited okay now down to brass tacks here. Sorry, there was just a commercial for the Rise of Skywalker on the television, and I got very distracted. <laughs> I was like, are we talking about that? No, we're talking about something different. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like you're just in, you're in quite a headspace. You've been through, <laughs> you've been through some emotional... I have been through an emotional roller days. coaster over the last, <laughs> like, since Friday night that, like, I cannot really adequately express. Yeah. Let's, well, let's start off. What's, what's the beginning part? Uh, so I, uh, it's been a very long semester. <laughs> this is really yes. what it was. And I was very <laughs> tired. Uh, and so like I got home on Friday and it was late, uh, cause I went to see the play at school, which was fine. Um, and then I fell asleep on the couch as I do. Uh, and then I stared at the empty space where my Christmas tree is going to go or it is up now, but uh, for, like, all day yesterday, <laughs> and didn't do anything about it, um, and then 
started watching A Marriage Story on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, and I had to stop watching because I had to leave. I, I didn't stop watching because it was too emotional. I had to stop watching because I had to go somewhere, and I was very upset about that because it was very good. Uh, and then I watched the last like third or so of it today, and it just absolutely fucking annihilated me. So is it one of these movies where it's just like, in the first five minutes they kill Bambi's mom, and in the second five minutes, um, the wife from Up dies, and in the third five minutes, no. just like, so is it just like tragedy after tragedy no, for this family? No. So here's the premise of the film. Um, it's it, it's the story essentially of the end of this marriage. Uh, and so you have Charlie and Nicole, and Charlie's a theater director, and Nicole was, like, a teen film actress, uh, who then transitioned to stage stuff. Okay. Um, and they got married, and they have a son, and he's eight, and he, like, inexplicably can't read very well, and they don't really address that at all, but, like, the the words he can't read are, like, wagesable for an (laughs) eight-year-old. It's very (laughs) uncomfortable. Oh. (laughs) And I thought about that, and I was like, hmm, questions to ask Noah Baumbach. Um... (laughs) Added to the fucking list. Yeah, so many <laughs> questions. Um, but then, so the the thing, the movie opens up, and Charlie and Nicole are in a mediator's office, and he has asked them both to like write down the things about the other person that they love or admire or whatever. Uh, and so what it opens with is like each character doing their voiceover mm-hmm. of like all the things. And so like when you hear Adam Driver's voice. Um, talking about all the things that, that Charlie loves about Nicole and like Nicole's doing all these things and then vice versa. But what you find out is that like they're not reading those to each other. This is just themselves like as they're writing them or whatever because she doesn't want to read hers out. Oh. And then but then she, she also doesn't want to hear what he has to say. Hmm. So it sets it up right at the beginning that like they're they are separating, they're splitting up and it feels very much like it was her decision. Mm-hmm. Because of that, and so that's how it starts. But then there's like there's some very there's some very nice like light moments, um, and then some just absolutely fucking devastating things that happen. Um, it was it was very very good. I've I very much enjoyed it. Is it one of those movies that like at the end it. Like, it leaves you with this, like, a sense of emptiness? Mm-mm. No. No, which I thought was really, really affecting. Because I guess, with I don't want to, like, spoil any of it. Because mm-hmm. I very much feel like you should watch it. Um, I don't know if I can. It's too real. Like, as a child who's been through divorce, I don't, I don't think I can. And the, the thing that, I, the, the, the two things that I took away from it that I thought were really well done is I think they did a very good job of showing how as this relationship was disintegrating, as the marriage was disintegrating, these two people still very much cared for each other mm-hmm. and wanted what was best for their kid. Oh, wow. Which is, I thought, I think is a hard thing to do. A hundred percent. And so I thought, I thought, I never got the sense that, like, I never got the sense that either parent was, like, playing, you know, trying to play the kid against the other one or, you know, whatever. Uh, the lawyers, of course, were, but the actual people yeah. were not. Um, also, Laura Dern has a really fucking great monologue in it, which I know you would love. Oh, really? Like, yeah, she it's it. Yeah, she just drops the mic on the patriarchy, and it's kind of amazing. Um, 
Laura Dern fucking rules. Talk about people who are having a reconnaissance. Laura Dern's up mm-hmm. there. Oh, she's oh man, she's so great. Oh. Um, and then the other thing that I that I took away from it at the end is that like it essentially I think it sort of shows a relationship where the people were not good married. Yeah. But they're like not inherently bad people. And it just the the I, like the fact that they got married was maybe not the thing they should have done, but then out of this they have this small human, yes, that they both would move to the ends of the earth for, mm-hmm. and that becomes sort of the focus of of the whole thing, which I think is right. really 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 good and really well done. Um, hmm. and it was it was well done. It was well directed. It was well shot. It was like it was very well acted. Um. But yeah, like I just you just kind of like ran the roller coaster on that too. Uh, today, like I was I was very sad while I was watching the parts today, but like not in that like soul crushing, like weeping. Mm-hmm. I was just crying. I was just right. just crying. Um, but then at the end, I was like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. So would you compare it to like Kramer versus Kramer? I think yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of a, that a same apt vibe? comparison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's really well, like, it's really, really well made. Yeah. That's what um, I've heard. Yeah. But, like, if nothing else, you should, if you're not going to watch the movie, you should find Laura Dern's little monologue. It's pretty great. Yeah. I might have to do that. What I find really interesting is I didn't expect this to be released on Netflix. Well, it came out in theaters, like, a month ago. Yeah, and then but to go to Netflix that quick? No, I think that was part of. The, I think that was that was part of their release plan, because mm. it was just going to be one of those like small little limited run things enough that it's like in awards buzz and whatever. Right. And then there's no controversy over it being a Netflix only film. So can Netflix films not be nominated? No, because they have to have a theatrical release of some kind. Ugh, that's such horseshit. Yep. But yeah, so so they but that was part of the plan. So they released it. Uh, I think it was November sixth is when it came out, and so then they released it a month later on Netflix. But that was and so it played in how on however many screens for however long, and then the minimum, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was um, it was good. I mean, and like I'll be very honest. Obviously, I watched it because Adam Driver was in it. Was not disappointed. It was great. Um, <laughs> but like Merritt Weaver is in it, and Alan Alda's in it, and he's really really I good. I love Merritt Weaver. She's so great. Um, Alan Alda was in it. He was a, a divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to keep things as humane as possible, which was really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray Liotta was in it, and he was also a divorce attorney, and he was not trying to keep things as humane as possible. Um, but he was just sort of piggybacking on, like, Laura Dern's characters. Like, it was, it was really, really, really well done. Oh, wow. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Well, of course it's getting lauded by critics, but I think what's really important is that it's got... Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Screenwriter, and the Reader's Choice Poll for the AARP's Movie for Grown-Ups Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to do a Google search on the AARP's Movie for Grown-Ups Awards. <laughs> what is this about? I don't know, but I'm really excited. Oh my god, the wiki just sends me to what the AARP is. That's not helpful. 
I've never been more let down by Wikipedia in my entire life. <laughs> Got it. We're straight to the website. Oh okay. my goodness. Come on. <laughs> the 2019 Career Achievement Award winner, of course, Annette Benning. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find some information on, like, why. <laughs> I don't see any. <laughs> oh, here's the about. Here we go. It's just, like, a lot of old white people is what I'm seeing right now. Oh my god, the award show was televised for the first time in 2018. That's amazing. Okay, so, Movies for Grown Ups Awards continue to advocate for talent and viewers over 50 and raise funds for AARP's foundation. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, to increase economic opportunity and social connections to prevent and reduce senior poverty. Wow. Well... <sighs> Congratulations. Interesting. I'll, I'm going to read you this paragraph from a review that gives nothing away. And okay. it says it better than I could have. It cannot be understated how good Driver and Johansson are as the barbers. While Marriage Story is about divorce, it is not consumed by it. Instead, it slips between tones and moods, much the way people do even during the darkest times in their lives. The barbers are funny and wry and caring and full of deep, inexpressible love and contempt. Each delivers long, lived-in monologues to other characters as they wander a room, leave the frame, or burst into song. A blowout argument shifts sympathies back and forth as Charlie and Nicole plumb their shared history for grievances to wield as weapons, some more devastating than others. Shit, dude. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I still don't think I'll be able to watch it. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, well, and it was funny because I knew that it was coming out on Netflix and I was like, oh, yeah, I should get on and watch it, like, over Christmas. And I was like, nope, today. When <laughs> <laughs> I have anything else important to do with my life, I'm gonna watch this. Well. It's just wrecked. And then, yeah. One, one last thing you need to do over Christmas break, Megan. I know, but I had other things I should have done this weekend. <laughs> so, you know, here we are. My, uh, oh. my paper about... Uh, shot regression patterns is not writing itself. Oh, God. Yeah. Yikes. That's okay. Why'd you do this to yourself? Well, you see, <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time, I decided I wasn't busy enough, and now here we are. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, okay. Let's okay. do it. Do we do it, or do we talk about a holiday in the wild? <laughs> Because you already forgot we were going to talk about that, didn't you? <laughs> no, I knew we were going to talk about it. Okay. I knew we were going to talk about it. I kind of, I went through, like, the last 25 minutes of it again today because I had kind of forgotten. Because uh, I got sidetracked by the elephants the first time. <laughs> I was very excited about the elephants. <laughs> Me too. Let's okay. talk about that and then we'll talk about Let's the other thing. Let's talk about it. Oh okay. my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't even know where to be. So, like we, okay, like we said in the episode that I'm going to post later, anyway, whatever, if you hear number 101 before you listen to this one, this is what we had planned to do for this yeah. one, was talk about Holiday in the Wild, and then next episode, which we'll likely record next weekend, um, we are going to um, 
watch, like, live watch a Hallmark movie on W. Yes. And just talk it through. And try and problem solve it. Can't wait, because I've never watched uh, one of those before, ever. Well, you basically did by watching Hollywood. Well, Hollywood I have. <laughs> and also any of the other ones that you've ever watched on Netflix. Have you watched All the Boys I've Loved before? It's a Hallmark movie. Um, but, like, much better directed than this was. <laughs> true, true. So, okay, Holiday in the Wild. And the writing was better. Let's be real, Megan. There are a lot of things better about... <laughs> To all the boys in the holiday in the wild. It's true, but uh, I will say this. I love Peter Kavinsky. I feel like we all know this. Rob Lowe as a bush pilot, I was like, well, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> Did not have a problem with that. No, Rob Lowe as a bush pilot and an animal expert and also an artist. Like, if Rob Lowe just wanted to do Indiana, make an Indiana Jones remake, I would be like, well, yeah, okay. Chris said that too. He was just like, "What? What is he even channeling?" In like this with movie? that exact look, those same sunglasses, the same scruff, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Oh my god. Okay, okay. so we need to start at the beginning. <laughs> okay, so he, I'll do. I'll do. You want me to do just a very brief synopsis of like what the Netflix okay, description sure, would sure, be sure. without actually looking at it because I want to keep watching the football game. Um, okay. So Kristen Davis, she plays uh, a New York mother whose son goes off to college, uh, and, like, the day after uh, the son goes off to college, or the day that the son goes off to college, her husband says that he doesn't love her anymore and doesn't want to be married to her anymore. Okay, we need to stop there. Holy shit. Holy shit, dude. Your son walks out the door to go to college, and the first thing you do is turn to your wife and say, it's over? (laughs) Right? What? And it seems like he's the only kid. Like, he's the only child. Yeah. Um, and they, the, the, so the reason it is a Christmas movie is because in August, before this poor child goes <laughs> to college, they have their Christmas tree and shit set up to take their, like, photo for the a Christmas holiday card. photo, yeah. Um, which is oh. lovely because later on in the film, she comes back uh, to her apartment much later and the Christmas tree is still up and it's kind of funny to me. Okay, that, I totally forgot that they had set it up for the picture, and I was just like, what the fuck, Who's, who decorated the house? It's been empty for months, like, what is going on? Yeah. So, so what she had decided, because now the kid has gone off to college, and they're very clearly very wealthy, so not a problem here. Oh god, extremely. Is that they're, like, they have a two-story penthouse apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, On Park Avenue. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, no, Fifth Avenue, sorry. Gorgeous. Uh, She's decided, before the husband tells her that he doesn't want to be married to her anymore, that that she's, they're going to go on a second honeymoon. And so she had booked this trip for them to go to Namibia, I think it is, right? Yeah, to Safari. Yeah. And uh, then before she gets a chance to, like, explain the thing, he's like, ah, no, this is over. Like, that's the thing. Seconds after. Yeah. Seconds after. And you, they really didn't work very hard to establish, like, that he didn't care about her at all. And that was a bit of a bummer. But also, like, it was, I thought the chemistry between the family was just brutal to begin with. Oh, it was very bad. It's extremely bad. And I feel bad for saying that because, like, their son is played by Rob Lowe's son. Yeah. Oh, he's just not a good actor. 
everything was just dead, 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 mm-hmm. dead. It was a tough, it was a tough listen and a tough watch, I tell you what. Yeah, that part was bad. Good thing he was hardly in it. And while their apartment was gorgeous, it was so cold. There's, like, no pictures of the family. No. There's, like, no kitschy shit. It's just, like, white, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Do you know what was real? Also, was really funny when she came back from her sojourn, which, of course, we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, her cookbook was, like, still open on her little, like, rec- like her recipe book uh, stand on the countertop. I know. I saw that, too. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. That's the thing. Like, it, the, the production design of this movie was so bland that when they tried, <laughs> you noticed. You're like, oh, there's a cookbook open? Yeah. What? The Christmas tree's still up? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, all that weird shit was just so yeah. prominent after that. Yeah. What was her name? Do we remember? Kate. And what was... Oh, yeah, Dr. Kate. And what was his name? Apparently, it's Derek, but I never... Oh, that is true. Yes. At the very <laughs> beginning. At the very, very beginning, you learn his name, like, once or twice. So, so Kate decides then, after the, her husband leaves her, she, like, goes into this ginormous closet... Um, and pulls all of his clothes out and just, like, stuffs them into bags, which I thought was good. Uh, good and cathartic. Um, and then she decides to again, go- But again, but again, but again, but again. Literally 20 seconds after her husband told her it's over and walked out the door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no- There's no concept of time in this movie. No, but I also sort of feel like perhaps she was just in shock, so she's like, well, I'm gonna go do this thing right now and be done with it. Um... And then it's over. Because it was either that or burn the apartment to the ground. So, um, Mm -mm. which she couldn't do, which we'll talk about later. It's a good thing she didn't. It's a good thing. So then she decides to get on the plane and go to Namibia anyway, question mark? No, I 100% got that. I 100% (laughs) got that and supported her absolutely. Of course go. No, I agree. But I I also feel that, like, it would have... You know, someone who had the presence of mind to, like, tear all of her husband's clothes out of the closet so that he would, like, never be allowed back in there, which is my assumption, um, is, would that she would have maybe, like, called and been like, I'm still gonna go, but my husband's not joining me? Because then there were those two little awkward moments of, like, the guy greeting her at the airport with Mr. and Mrs. Conrad sign, and then also at the table in the restaurant. Yeah, and, like, the swans making love on her bed yeah the rose petals and like you'd think that someone would have had the presence of mind to like just cancel those things a hundred percent but anyway so she goes and she meets rob Lowe. yes and we all meet rob Lowe. it's great <laughs> we all meet rob Lowe. i feel like rob Lowe barely acted in this movie he was just being rob Lowe. Yeah, like I think the best I think the best acting Rob Lowe has ever done was as Chris Trigger. <laughs> For sure. Cuz that feels very much like not him. From everything oh, yeah. I've ever seen of him. And uh, like how much acting can you do with lines like I like your boy. I don't usually say that about humans as <laughs> if it was written and said by a robot. <laughs> Whereas like in Parks and Rec he's like that is literally the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, there's at least some dramatic pauses there. Um, but he didn't or, have to act. His his scruff did all of the acting for him. Here's here's another great Rob Lowe line. Some people say it's the most dangerous animal out here. 
but it's not. We are. <laughs> I laughed out loud during that line, Megan. Oh, this is like the worst written movie in the world. It or is when not. he said, it Yes, is it not. is. No. When he said, No one needs ivory except for an elephant. Fucking duh. <laughs> Oh, it was so, like, every word that he said was just the worst cliche. Yeah, and it's still not the worst written movie I've ever seen, so we're all good. What is? Please tell me. It's just easily another Hallmark movie, for sure, for sure. Oh, okay. Like, (laughs) any of them? Although the one today that I watched was called Set... So, I read this really fascinating thing. We'll come back to this probably in a minute. Um... So this one, I read this like this fascinating article about, or a twi- no, it was a Twitter, th- a Twitter like thread about the name of one of the their fall movies. It was supposed to be like it was originally titled like Love and Order because it had something to do with like illegal something or another. But then like Hallmark wasn't sure that people were gonna understand that it was like a fall seasonal movie, so they called it Love Fall and Order, which like whatever. It's it's a shitty shitty title. Not that it mattered. I still watched it. It wasn't great. But anyway, <laughs> the one that I watched today was Sense and Sensibility and Snowmen. Just in case you weren't like no, which like it was fine. It like it was very much Sense and Sensibility, just and as a Hallmark movie. But at the end. The girl, her name, I think her name is Ella. Like, what's her name? She says to the guy uh, that he says something about how he's, like, in love with her, crazy about her, or whatever. And she says something that she's like, no one has frustrated me more than you. And I was like, oh, boy. That is a real mood, let me tell you. <laughs> it was amazing. Which, really, you could apply to Derek in this case. Because everything it, that Kate does, he loves but hates. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Time. It's very true. So he's this, like, brooding dude who, of course, because it's a movie and doesn't exist in the real world, is just, they're just, the universe has aligned and has thrust them together to create conflict. Yeah. And pff, would he ever like to thrust together, but... But, so like, he's the despite all of her things, she's still, like, mending a broken heart, so. She is. And yeah. he is, too. Yeah. 15, 15 years later. But also sleeping around. Yeah. What's his dealio with that chick? Oh, well, I'm assuming that she's, like, a girlfriend-ish. Because she was visiting from yeah. South Africa, and yeah. she's, like, the head of the foundation that... Yeah. And he just thought, oh, yeah, this is where I should get mixed up in. Like, you saw that plot line of her being upset and taking away their f- funding because yeah. they broke up, like, a fucking mile away. Oh, of course. Also, her wardrobe was fucking ridiculous. Did you see what she... Okay, the wardrobe just top to bottom on this movie. When she is going to... uh, Or when she's in the airport, Kate, I'm talking about. Yeah. And she's got on this, like, ridiculous outfit. I'm like, you... You were in this very structured, looked like some Tom Ford, Zach Posen, 
Mm-hmm. Like, sharp, structured, tailored outfit for ten fucking hours on a plane? Mm-hmm. To go to Africa? Are you shitting me? And then her outfit the next day is this extremely long white skirt and boots? To go on safari? Why? That really boggled me. But the... Yeah. The South African girlfriend, when she finds the portrait, has a side braid, a choker with a (laughs) neckerchief, and a patterned, like, silk shirt. And I was just like, what decade are you from right now? Are you, like, a 12-year-old girl from 1974? Like, what is going on? Yeah, there was a lot happening there. So much happening. But, like, she was incidental to the plot because she just literally showed up. And yes. then never again. <laughs> you know, and then just... she was mentioned one more time, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, in and out of here, just like the husband. Yeah. But what I thought was funny is after the movie, I was like, I thought that was really enjoyable. And Chris is like, nothing happened. There was no, no problems. This was the thing I was thinking about <laughs> in all of these movies. Literally not. So the one that I, this, like, Sense and Sensibility or whatever that I watched today... It was based on an actual story, right? So, like, there's a plot that exists. Yes. Whereas, like, most of them, nothing happens. There's very little central conflict. And it's really funny because, like, I hate the movie Frozen for the reason that there's no identifiable central conflict. Yeah. And these ones, I'm just like, I don't care that they're bad. But it's different because I don't expect the same things, I think, is where I'm okay not, with it. They're not necessarily trying to be good. No. They're so trying if- to be entertaining. If I were to, like, break down the conflict of this movie, it would be, oh god, I don't even know. It's like a stretch in either way. There's two. There's technically two. Like, woman wants to be happy, but feels guilty about it. (laughs) Great. Love it. Thanks for that, 2019. And then, (laughs) man wants to love woman, also feels guilty about it. Like, is that it? Well, but then there's also the, like, gotta protect the elephants part, which was the best part of the movie. A hundred percent. What I thought was hilarious is how elaborate this movie went with, like, they had real elephants, and then puppets, and then also CGI. Yeah, because Netflix is, like, very committed to, uh, like, very, very committed to, like, using you know, to not putting any animals in any situations where they could be harmed. Never mind. Yeah. And I was reading the trivia and, like, this is Kristen Davis's, like, whole thing. Like, the elephants are her thing. And she worked for four years to get this movie made, Megan. Four years for this movie. (laughs) Is it it because she worked for four years because she wanted to kiss Rob Lowe? Like, what's the reason? (laughs) No, to do the whole elephants part of it. That's so, what, that's her passion is saving the elephant. I mean, so it should she be, like, so, okay, the running, a little baby elephant when it was running, oh my god. Like, I, I actually know. had to stop, because I was, like, that was the other part of, like, you know, like, an emotional roller coaster when I watched it for the first time, because I was like, this movie's bad, and the story's bad, but I was like, but that elephant! <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, too. Because I was like, oh, like, she's gonna go on safari. I thought it would just be, like, a whole bunch of ele- el- I- I- oh. Oh my god, what's the word? Animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as soon as I was just like, oh no. 
Oh no, it's just elephants. Oh no, I'm too attached to this now. <laughs> they were so fucking cute, but I loved it when they put the ivy into the elephant's ear. And I was just like, oh, that's just a burlap sack. <laughs> that's just a burlap sack with some plaster of Paris on it, painted gray. Yeah. Oh, it was so fucking cute, though. Just the little babies. It was. It was adorable. And the big one that came to say hey, that, like, big fucking absolute unit. Yeah. Do, do you remember when, um, <laughs> when an elephant gets out, so they think, oh, yeah, let's go out into fucking African safari in the middle of the night, and we're just going to sleep in this open top jeep. <laughs> And I'm Rob Lowe. I'm just going to tilt my head straight up to the sky in an upright position, which leaves my neck open just for the most, like, epic of karate chops ever. Place my Indiana Jones hat on top of my face and go to sleep in a second. Yep. No, absolutely not. No one sleeps like that ever. Come nope. on. But I really loved that in the morning that they were in like full daylight morning. They didn't hadn't already woken up. First of all, and second of all, were woken up by an elephant. That uh, like a six ton elephant that they didn't hear coming? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> Who's just like I'm gonna sneak up on my old pal Derek. I'm a sneaky elephant. <laughs> Oh, boy. God. It was great. Can we please talk about the Wi-Fi hotspot? Yeah, like... (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I get get it. But instead of calling it a Wi-Fi hotspot, because I thought the very same thing, is, like, it would probably make sense that that would be a good place to get a signal. Sure, but it should say, like, cellular hotspot. There's no Wi-Fi there. (laughs) (laughs) It's a... It's a dirt plateau in the middle of nowhere with a bench on it. There's no electronics giving you Wi-Fi there. Can we also talk about the fact when she FaceTimed her kid that he was, like, in some weird room, which is not a classroom and not, like, a little study room. I don't... It was a common room, maybe? I don't really understand. Uh, With, like, some douchebag just, like, sitting up against the wall tossing a football. Yeah. There was, like, eight people in a room that was, like fucking six by six yeah and but but and that was like just meant to 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 emulate some kind of college experience and i was like wait a second i don't understand what's going on it allows him to say another one of the great lines where um she says something like oh i'm around so many animals and he's like yeah me too it's true it's true um, it was a really bad line. But it just, like, oh, the whole thing made no sense to me. No, absolutely not. Um, I also liked how, in talking about how there's no conflict in this movie, they make the conflict of the son wanting to quit school absolutely no big deal whatsoever. Right? <laughs> she's like, but you can't. And he's like, but it'll make me happy. And she's like, oh, okay. And then it takes a second to convince the husband. Yeah. She's like, okay, maybe you guys do have a super good relationship because <laughs> he did not fight that whatsoever. No, and then he also, I'm assuming, helps her fundraise money. Yeah, we see him yeah. check, sign checks and stuff like that. Yeah, so, like, obviously they just 
didn't love each other anymore. Just no more, just no more heat in the bedroom anymore. Apparently. Apparently. <sighs> Poor Kate. Um, but she's also apparently a veterinarian. Yes. Which, you know what? Maybe she Who is, hasn't like, practiced for literally eighteen years. Which is fine because you know what? I you know I you could laugh at that, but like, um, there are people who do that. There are like I know. I'm thinking, I, like, I know of, of women who are doctors who, like, have kids and don't practice for quite some time. And oh, it's, for like, sure. I get it. But it just But it's, it's not it, going to be like, oh, yes, I remember everything right now. No, and it was and I can very apply that, to <laughs> that she was like, oh, I'm also a veterinarian. <laughs> and I was like, really, are you? I don't think you are. At that moment, when she's like, oh, it's a sick elephant, I can help. I was just like, oh, no, movie. Oh no, you're teetering on the white savior line so yeah. close here. Yeah. So close. Yeah. But she was only saving the elephants, not the people, so I felt like it was like not quite as bad as it could have been. But I was also like, how dare you, a, a veterinarian who treats cats and dogs, be like, I know better than you, the people of doing this for so many years on how to save this elephant. I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> Not great. But um, she got her groove back, Megan. That's what counts. You know what? She did. And the thing I think that I liked the most about it is as the movie went on, her look changed. Yes. Where yes. she was like, she was wardrobe. less made up. Obviously, her wardrobe was different. Her, her, her hair was down a lot more. Uh, like, she, and she looked more her age. Yes. 100%. And, like, was obviously, like, in the sun and whatever, whatever. And so, like... Yeah, there was something about that that I thought was kind of refreshing. Me too. Like, abandoned all that, like, Zach Posen bullshit. Yeah. And her fucking Louis Vuitton suitcases she brought with her. Yeah. I did also enjoy that. I also enjoyed, too, when she wakes up in the hotel after she meets Rob Lowe for the first time before she gets on the plane. Mm-hmm. Because she just got fucking blotto on martinis. <laughs> And she wakes up, and I was like, yes, finally, someone had the bravery to do it in a movie. Because her makeup is just fucking everywhere. Uh She looks like an absolute disaster. It's just like her mascara and eyes are just a fucking dry, crusty mess. I was like, thank you, movie. (laughs) Thank you for doing this for me. Did you cry? No. Okay. (laughs) No. No, like, there's oh, no. Megan there's, cries. There's nothing to cry about well, in this Manu movie. Well, when Manu goes free. No, no, I was too distracted by the bad green screening in that scene. So no. Oh my god, when it was her f- with like, yes the two different shots. Oh yeah. my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. They didn't even like attempt to color match it. Nope. God, that was brutal. Yep. Trying to think of anything else that I really liked. I thought the dude who played the like Derek's brother from Another Mother. Mm-hmm. I thought he was excellent. He was. What was his name? Jonathan. Yes. He freaking ruled. I thought he did a wonderful job. Um yeah, it was, so, the movie was, like, it was delightful, though, because at the end, 
just like all of those other like schmaltzy rom-coms uh the people get together at the end and everything's happy and that's just all you need sometimes it's just all you need i did i was a little bit oh my god i'm just looking through the writer's credits now and oh my god you're gonna be so happy but i'll get back to it in a second um i was a bit surprised that they didn't like linger on anything related to Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe, like, actually getting together. Like, you see them when she surprises him when she comes back to Africa after, Mm -hmm. like, saving everything with the, I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars she got (laughs) in fundraising. And also from selling her apartment. Yeah, I was like, bitch, why aren't you selling your apartment? That's like a $15 million apartment. Like, holy shit. But... She comes back, and they just skip over them getting together and, like, having a house and getting married, and it's just, like, cool. Yeah, but there's, like, well, no, there's, like, a picture from their wedding on, like, the table or the desk or whatever, and then she's sending an email to her kid. Yeah, but, like, that's it. And that's okay. The movie was about the elephants, remember? It wasn't about their relationship. I don't know. I don't even think it was that. I don't think it was about anything. (laughs) <laughs> I think it was just there's elephants and also Rob Lowe. Like, that's really all it was. That's true. Okay, so I want you... I'm looking at this writer's filmography. I want okay. you to pick any year between <laughs> 2011 and 2019, and I will tell you the title of a film this dude wrote <laughs> in that year. Okay, let's say 2012. 2012 how about operation cupcake (laughs) i I would bet you 150 dollars i've seen that movie (laughs) give me another one uh 2013 guess who's coming to christmas (laughs) (laughs) 2016 Oh, Flower Shop Mystery, Dearly Departed. Ooh. Ooh. 2017. Uh, oh, he got into the sequels. Wedding March 2, colon, Resorting to Love. <laughs> and what about 2018? Wedding March 3, Here Comes the Bride. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, this guy has got to be one of the fucking richest guys in Hollywood. He's he's kicking out three to five movies a year. 2015, he wrote four episodes of When Calls the Heart and six movies. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Well, if they're just like this, that's not very hard, I guess. But even still, that's a lot. That's just insanity. Good for him. Yeah, why not, man? Go Just for it. Just crushing it. That's hilarious. That's actually really funny. So if you compare this to Let It Snow, which would you recommend? So I don't think you can compare them. No? Well, no, because Let It Snow is like a YA novel come to life. And, and this, this one had elephants. <laughs> so like... I don't know what to tell you. This one had elephants. That's right. Did we see any other animals? 
No. But she did say in her little... In, well, there was that shitty dog at the vet um, when she, like, went back to New York and started working as a vet again. Uh, which, whatever. Uh, she also said in her interview that she's like, oh, I've also worked on antelope and this and that. I'm like, yeah, you haven't, but okay. Oh, yeah. And she was like the occasional baboon. Yeah. I was like, we didn't see that at all. No. Are baboons even in the same region as elephants? Also, where did their child go to college? Did they ever actually say? I think he went to Brown because she said one state away. And I don't oh, okay. think he's going to anything other than, like, an Ivy. An like. Ivy. So, or maybe he went to, like, um... Vassar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was thinking, no, or, like, Dartmouth or something, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Because he's not, he's not going to school in New Jersey. <laughs> well, he could have gone to Princeton. I don't think so. <laughs> I've now Googled baboon habitats. <laughs> <laughs> I need a map. Ooh, great article, though. Oh, no, where to go? Fuck you. Fuck you. Come on. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Big butts can lie. Bootylicious baboons may not be most fertile. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, internet. No one's arguing with you. <laughs> That's a very confrontational headline, and I wish to God it would load. Oh, here we go, here we go. Oh, goodness. Oh, man, this guy also wrote the movie right before Christmas, which I watched like two weeks ago. Great. <laughs> I love how you're like, wait a minute, what else has this guy written? No, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just very curious to know, like, what... Oh, I've seen so many of these, it's embarrassing. <laughs> you know what? I've just learned something very satisfactory about baboons. What? Bigger bottom baboons don't attract more males. They go for yeah. females that had gone through more ovulatory cycles. So they're looking for experienced women, and I fucking appreciate that. Baboons also say, down with the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Oh, I have not seen this movie, Operation Cupcake. I would have remembered. I'm looking at, like, the poster for it now. Have not seen it. Oh. Is it a good poster? No, Dean Cain's in it, I think. Oh, remember when Dean Cain was just, like, the hottest thing? <laughs> Do I? Okay, so, <laughs> I saw a movie that he was, it was, like, a Lifetime movie or whatever that he was in. I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, and I can't remember the premise of it, but he had a fake beard on. Uh, and the movie oh, was so so poorly made that his fake beard was like coming off. <laughs> and they didn't even bother. <laughs> oh my god! It was really funny. <laughs> That's horrible. He's got such a baby face too, so I'm sure he does. He like can't grow a beard. I'm sure to save his life. I'm looking for old photos of Dean Kane now. Oh yeah, I've definitely watched like a number of these. Well, I remember. My parents used to watch the Superman show that he was in. I loved that Superman show. With Terry Hatcher in it? Yes, please. Uh, yep. There's something about Dean Cain that just, like, looks... I don't know. His face is just becoming more round as time goes on. <laughs> He's like Haley Joel Osment. A hundred percent. Have yes. you seen Haley Joel Osment recently? I have. 
It's like his child face didn't change, but his head just got larger. And so now his face is, like, really far forward on his head. His eyes are super, super tiny. It's like those bad face swaps. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's in a Nick Cage John Travolta movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just gone horribly wrong. Or he was cursed by Snapchat. (laughs) Okay, should we finally do it? Are we done talking about a holiday in the wild after 8,000 diversions? (laughs) We are. And so the takeaway from all of these bad Christmas movies is if you just, if you want to watch movies that like, you know, everything's going to be okay in the end and you're probably not going to cry. Those movies are great. If you want to watch something where you, your soul will be (laughs) torn out of your chest, um, watch a marriage story. (laughs) Or speaking of your soul being torn out of your chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to talk about for approximately the next 45 minutes. Chris Pine's fanny pack. <laughs> the trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. All right. Oh, Megan. This was so the trailer a dropped today. surprise today. Wow. I saw it on Twitter and I saw someone, I sent you that picture of... Chris and Wig, right? Yes. And I was like, where is this coming from? And then I was like, oh, there's a new trailer. And then I watched it. Oh, okay. And then I, and then I sent it to Kelsey. And if you'd like to see what our conversation was, you should look, look at, at our, our Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even half of it, folks. You'll get nope. the rest of that conversation when this one drops. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so first impressions. Uh, I watched it twice, um, because the first time I was legitimately speechless. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, and I was like, what did I just see? And I was like, how is Steve Trevor alive? I'm very confused. Um, and then I watched it again, and I was, like, paid very close attention, and I was like, I still don't understand how this works, but I don't care. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I do appreciate how... I'm not quite sure what the deal is. I don't think it's actually him, but okay. But how she has to... He's the fish out of water now. Mm-hmm. She has to introduce <laughs> him to the trailer, world. But at the end of that trailer where she's like, oh, it's all art. And then he stops and looks at that garbage can. And she's like, no, that's that's just a garbage can. <laughs> I, I was, was reading really an article funny. on Rotten Tomatoes and they said, please, something along the please, dear God. Um, make uh, Steve Trevor say to a frozen yogurt man, you must be very proud after trying frozen yogurt for the first time. Because <laughs> that would be amazing. But I'm still trying to figure out what the hell. How? It's been 70 years since you fucking well, supposedly so the thing died. that I was, the question I was going to ask before we hit record, which we were just like, we should wait. Uh, should we save this for the podcast was in uh, Wonder Woman she gets a photo from Bruce of like herself and Steve and Chief and right? Yes but that was when they liberated the town yeah, yeah, yeah. But she gets this photo, and the way that it's played off is as if, like, she hasn't seen him 
since then. Because that takes place in the, like, now future. Because she's, like... I see. That was the question I was going to ask. So, like, are they retconning that or what's happening? I see. Well, that's, that's why I think that he someone doesn't exist like although i i have to say i texted jess i sent her the link and she was like it's so far away and i was like i want to read all the fan fiction about that hug and the immediate aftermath i was like, like just all of it what ticks me off is that it's so rare that directors are allowed to do like the trailers and the promotional materials for films because like if i was patty i would not have given this away in the first trailer Mm-hmm. their reunion like no way would i do that because now it's super anticlimactic but maybe it's not right like maybe that's the whole point maybe maybe like you said maybe it's not actually him yeah well my first thing was that she was just having like hallucinatory visions of him but i don't know if that she's touching him but maybe it's still creature. not him like that's the thing right like maybe it's not him like, it's someone pretending to be him. Yeah. And so it's okay to give up the conceit on that, because we find out later that it's not really him. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, so I watched the trailer twice, and I was just like, oh boy, I have to wait so long for this movie. <laughs> I know. Is it, when is it, May? I think it's May or June, yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Oh, no, June 5th, 2020. Ugh. six months (laughs) six months away we got this we can do this patty why'd you do this to us okay did you when you first watched it yeah and i hadn't read any shit about anything on my first impression it was just like oh Kristen wig is in love with gal and she goes on a fucking rampage after gal's like no i'm not interested in you did you also get that vibe maybe a little bit i think well I don't know about in love with, but, like, definitely fascinated by. Okay. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I got the, like, it, it's not like a creepy soccer vibe. That, yeah. But, def- but definitely, like, a, well, if I can't have you, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking murder everybody in the world. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of weirdo rampage. Uh, but wouldn't you just... <laughs> Wouldn't you just for Diana? I absolutely would. You know what else I would absolutely do? Fucking lasso from lightning bolt to lightning bolt, Megan. Oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes. How? Question mark? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so here, but here's the thing though. Maybe it is actually Steve because she'll have her lasso of truth and she can ask him questions. But would she? That's a thing. I think so. Beautiful, trusting, innocent Diana? She's not so innocent anymore. Pfft. Well, this fucking AIDS crisis is going around. I'm sure that's you know, wreaking hell. Been... Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris Biden in his, like, velour tracksuit. So great. It's just... Do you remember? Do you remember when we got that like still shot? However many months ago it was of yes. what he looked like, and we were just like, "Oh my!" We were just like, "Oh my god!" There's something so. There's just something so upsetting about a man in a fanny pack. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just like, what are you hiding in there? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? I gotta look at that picture, Grand Chris. If it was Charles Boyle, you'd just be hiding snacks, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, just FYI, I googled Chris Pine Wonder Woman F-A-N, and yep. fan fiction was the first result, and I went for Fanny back, so... <laughs> I'm disappointed in your choices. Also, uh, watching the trailer inspired me to go look for some uh, Wonder Woman fan fiction, and I found some great stuff. Of course you did. <sighs> yeah. What I am... Oh my god, I just can't get over this fucking jogging suit that he's in. Steve Trevor would never. He would never. Maybe he didn't have a choice. Maybe he comes crashing down to Earth like the fucking Hulk and is completely naked and those are the only clothes they can find for him. On a fucking garbage mannequin? I don't know. He's an above-average man, Megan. Oh, God, is he ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What's really interesting is, like, we see him walking in that tracksuit with Gal with the fanny pack on, but the promotional image, no fanny pack. Oh. Oh, God, I'm just like, what is possibly going to happen here? It makes no sense. To me. No, it makes a very little sense, but like it also makes all of the sense in the world. I'm just very excited about it. <laughs> I'm very excited for oh my god, I almost did it again. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you gonna call him Pablo Picasso again? I was gonna call him Pablo okay. Picasso again. I don't know okay. why. I'm putting like Pedro and Pascal together and for some reason it's Pablo in my brain. That's okay. My first thought was, uh, when I first saw him, was uh, was Diego Luna. I was like, nope, not him, other guy. Like, that was just my... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because it was just the first... the first, By the time I figured out who he was, because you see his face a number of times. Um, but I didn't really look until he got quite up close to the camera. And I was like, oh, that's who that is. Well, he's got, like, a few different wiggy, wiggy wigs in this trailer. Like, mm-hmm. in certain ones, he looks super, super blonde. And then in other ones, he's got, like, pretty dark hair. Oh, no, I've got the hiccup burps, Megan. <laughs> oh, no. That's what happens when you slam a Diet Coke. Oh, no, what's happening? Trouble. Trouble. Okay, so um, can we can we also talk about her gold suit? Uh, we can talk a lot about it, yes. I am mind blown by this gold suit. Uh-huh. Apparently... I just saw what it's called. It's called the... Oh, fuck. Where is it? What the hell? Golden Eagle Armor. Ooh. Which I'm extremely into. What? It says a suit of armor meant for war. Okay. Oh, also there's some scuttlebutt about, like, the um, lightning heavy skies reminiscent of Ares in the first movie. Interesting, interesting. But my question is who the heck is Kristen Wiig and what is she going to do? <laughs> well, she's, she, uh, she, she looks like a snooty librarian. <laughs> isn't she? I think she's supposed to be Cheetah, I think. She is. I know nothing about Cheetah, though. Um, hang on. 
she's she's like I think she's like the big bad in Wonder Woman comics. I think she's like sort of is is Wonder Woman's like arch enemy, if I remember correctly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I just am. Well, listen to this shit in the butter in the comics. Are you ready for this? One hundred percent. She was created by William Moulton Marston as an allegory of the folly of abnormal emotions such as jealousy, as well as to be another embodiment of what he called less actively developed women, or in brackets, emotionally misaligned, who needed emotional reform by a love leader. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! But at least in this case, like Wonder Woman's the love leader, so I'm okay with it. Like it's less. It's not like some dude's gonna come in and try and save her. Um, but anyway, that's quite. That's quite alarming. Mm-hmm. Oof. So. You know what? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be surprising to me to find out this. The second movie is also all about love. That's the redeeming well, quality of humans. Their love. Well, it's like the one of the one the one of the only things that separates us from the animals. Oh, it's like the seventh Horcrux was love all along. <laughs> no, it was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like in that context, is kind of true. <laughs> to be perfectly fair, because <laughs> Harry Potter could not have done those things without Ron and Hermione. Let's be honest here. A hundred percent. He could not. He's a big old dum dum. <laughs> but Neville could have. Neville could have done it without them. Um. That's a hill I will die on. Really. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What I'm very excited about about this movie, other than the things we've already discussed, which is everything, is apparently there's going to be some flashbacks. With stuff for Antiope. Yes. That's gonna be awesome. Which, like, I want 45 minutes of her just, like, being a badass and doing shit. Yes. I want a movie just about their fucking war with Ares. Yeah. That shit from the first movie was the most gorgeous stuff. Oh, it was beautiful. Looked like a Renaissance painting in motion. Oh. Stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Loved it. I would like to discuss what you think the theory is on why the 80s are such an aesthetic choice in our decade right now. Well, because, you see, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, and... And the 80s were the prime time, Megan? The uh, 80s? No, the 80s, with a, a couple alterations, the 80s could have been, like, the universe portrayed in The Watchmen. So, yes, I feel like it's like a... A cautious alternative reality. Interesting. Wait, are you implying that the Watchmen version is the good version? But no, what I'm saying is, like, it's very possible that, um, you know, perhaps the, the president might not, or might get rid of, they might get rid of term limits, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> and, you know, in, in Watchmen, Nixon won a fifth term. Right. So there's there's that. Like, I think, I just think that. I don't, you know. But I think that's part of it. I think that there's, like, a... I think there's... But I also think that... So I think there's that. But I also think that, like, I'm thinking about, like, Stranger Things and other stuff in in that vein. And even, like, if we go back to, like, Freaks and Geeks, right, being set right at the end of the 70s and mm-hmm. stuff, I think that it's, it's a bit of a throwback to a slightly less complicated time for, like, the average person. Okay, I see. You know what I mean? Like, there's just less. The average American... 
Yeah, like right now, there's a commercial on my television for a Nissan Rogue that is going through all of the like advanced safety features um, on this thing. And in like 1984, you know, you put your kid in the wheel well of the car and hope that everything's fine. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, just two very different ways of doing things. Yes. Um, but I also think that like it's, I think it's visually very interesting to make movies about the 80s because of what people wore. The colors and the structures yes. and the fashions and the and the cars and like yeah. I think I think it's very easy to make to make film that way because it's it's very visual. I'd like to share with you an excellent tweet. I'm ready by Donna Dickens at mildly amused. She says, "Honestly, I love Chris Pine so much in Wonder Woman." That Patty Jenkins could have him break the fourth wall in the opening of Wonder Woman 84 and say, just go with it, as the only explanation, and I'd accept it. <laughs> um, yes, I feel like that is very accurate. Absolutely oh, me too. See, yeah, and he's just a delight. Oh, he's just a delight. And the tricky thing is, like, when we first saw the images of him, I don't know, in fucking July... And he's, like, reflected in the television. Yes. I, that's what I was thinking. Oh, okay, he, she's under some sort of, like, hallucinatory stress, or she's having right. flashbacks, and she's going through this guilt, whatever, whatever. But now I'm just like, okay, if they're putting this in the Cold War, this is going to be, like, some LSD shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably all the wrong. premise... Here's the premise here. It just says that Diana Prince... Comes into conflict with the Soviet Union during the Cold War in the 1980s and finds a formidable foe by the name of Cheetah. That's the premise, because obviously we don't know the plot of the movie just yet. It's really rare that you have a whole nation being in conflict with a single person. Well, I mean, is it though? <laughs> Diana think... Prince comes into conflict with the Soviet Union, period, Megan. I think... But I think you could say the same about now that, like, you know, the United Kingdom is in conflict with Boris Johnson. Or, um, you know, I think I think that there I are. don't think that's quite the same <laughs> to a woman who, oh God, can fly, can stop, can eject bullets from guns in midair and then redirect those bullets. Oh, fucking can <laughs> she ever. Okay, so here's my... I was thinking of this when I was watching it, because I watched it twice, and then I watched it again, because I was like, god damn. So, remember in Thor Ragnarok? Oh. Sure. When Hela comes out, and she's all in her, like... Yes. Yes. With the horns and the yes. With the horns and the and the everything. And the step all over my face, yes. Yes. Uh, Wonder Woman, in, like, in this trailer... I mean, I had the same thought the first time, but there was still that, like, she was still very kind of, like, guileless in the first one, still very innocent and very naive. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's now seen some things. Oh, um, sure. And, and her costume has changed to reflect some of that and et cetera. And, like, also, yeah, just step all over you. Absolutely. No questions asked. Absolutely. And, say, and just say thank you when she's done. Like, just, yeah, thanks. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Diana. Please. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be very true. Yep. Oh, boy. I'm just, like, just staring at her. I know. God, it's gonna be so good. 
It really is gonna. Oh man, it's gonna be so great. It's gonna be so fantastic. I'm also very into those red and gold boots from when she's fighting those guy, <laughs> guys in, oh plaid pants and pleather jackets in the mall. Like if you mm-hmm. saw that walking towards you, you would be like, "Holy shit!" and you would run in the other <laughs> yes. direction. Absolutely. Like, good God, why even um, try? You're just a mediocre man. You're just an average man. What are you gonna like, do? You are not Steve this God. Trevor. What is even happening here? <laughs> yes. You're gonna do nothing. So here's the thing. Okay, so while I was on my like little fan fiction searching adventure today. The one that I found, uh, it also involved Bruce Wayne because he'd like, somehow he was the one who had found Steve Trevor alive after however many years. Okay. So like, assuming that like everything in the DC Extended Universe exists. Um, and he was trying to figure out, like he was had done like blood work and whatever on him to figure out like how is this possible that he's alive ultimately, make sure that he, and also make sure it's actually him and not like a clone or, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Wouldn't and the clone the... have the same DNA though? Well, I don't know. It does. I didn't read that part that carefully. Also, um, we're talking about comic books. I'm I'm sorry for even suggesting it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so <laughs> so, but what what uh what happened to him? Because remember, like, and what basically what she says? Because uh, Bruce like identifies this like thing in his blood that he's like not 100 percent sure what it is. He's like, it, sh- it looks like it should be an uh, element on the periodic table, but it's not. Like, it behaves like it should be, but it's not identifiable. And then Diana Bass says to him, like, well, it's because when he was on Themyscira, he was, like, in the, like, the fountain of you, in, like, the healing pool or whatever. Oh. And it, like, and that was, this, that was, and this, this, this was written, like, last summer so this thing is is quite old but that was the theory that this author had come up with as to how it would be possible that steve could still be around see i thought you were gonna say a la captain marvel when he exploded the power (laughs) (laughs) the power of the bombs (laughs) went into him oh maybe but that does make sense because there has to be an explanation they can't just like they can't just, like... They can, and they will. <laughs> no, Patty would never. Well, would Patty she? still has to make the DC people happy, and they're dum-dums. <laughs> Fuck that gold suit, though. Halloween 2020 yeah. for sure. If I ever yeah. celebrated Halloween for any reason. Do it, do it. Oh, it's gonna be so good, Megan can't wait it's gonna be really good i'm very excited for it me too do we have any questions we've been going forever (laughs) no i definitely forgot to ask for questions this week even though i knew that we were doing this um so no i got nothing i got nothing either oh Oh. i did find Oh, no, what? I did have something. Okay, shit. I need to go back in my photos and find it because it was a screenshot. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I did find um, a BuzzFeed quiz that cracked me up because of the first question. Okay. Uh, it, so the title of the quiz is Throw a New Year's Eve Party and we'll reveal the one big thing that'll happen to you in 2020. And I was like, that sounds stupid. But then I looked at the first question. I was like, I need to ask Kelsey this because I think I know what her answer is going to be, but I want to know for sure. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Question number one. What time does the party start? 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 8 p.m., or 11 p.m.? Oh, that's a that's a good 5 p.m. Thank you very much. That's what I assumed you were going to say. And it's over and was... at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Kelsey's got to go sleepy sleepy. Okay, who's coming to this party? Just some close friends, family, a bunch of friends and family, or the whole neighborhood? Is there an E... No one but me and my dog. Well, family then. Because <laughs> right? my husband's working somewhere. <laughs> so it would be your family. We'll sure. just go with that. Choose some decor. Garland, balloons, lights, or confetti. Like string lights. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm not going to fucking decorate for a New Year's Eve party. Well, so just pretend that you were going to. Lights then. Choose a snack to serve. Uh, popcorn. Pretzels, potato chips, and vegetables. I don't even know what kind of vegetables these all are. I can't tell. Popcorn, potato chips, pretzels, pretzels. Oh, it looks like it looks like part of like a charcuterie something or another is what's happening in this picture with the vegetables. Um, I'm gonna be serving popcorn, and it's gonna be dill pickle, dill pickle popcorn only. Yes. What about drinks? Beer, dill soda, <laughs> cocktails, or wine. <laughs> Um, cocktails. Uh, something else to serve. Sushi, some kind of baked pasta, something or another. Uh, I don't know, even know what that is. Oh, those are wings. That's a bad picture. And <laughs> pizza. Pizza. <laughs> uh, choose a dessert. A cake, cookies, cupcakes, or donuts. Oh, do you know how long it's been since I had a donut? Oh, when I was at school... So is that a donut or are you just... I just had to censor myself so hard there. It's such a brain fart. When I was at the school, we yeah. used to have donut Fridays for staff. Oh, man. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, I miss that. So? Probably donut? cookies. <laughs> you absolute monster. There's these uh, really and... good ones at co-op that are essentially like Smarties cookies. Fuck me. They're good. Okay, they at the Save on Foods by my house. They have M and M's cookies that are like yum yum. Yeah, they're delicious. Um, and then an activity at the party. These are I don't know. Three of them make sense. The one of them I don't know. Karaoke, beer pong, board games, or baking. Board games. Oh, here's the thing that's gonna happen to you in 2020. Are you ready? Oh my god! It says it says that you will adopt a new pet. <gasps> I'll get my second pet that I've always wanted because well, I'm a, there you go. I have a big dog, so I'm obsessed with getting a teeny tiny dog for comedy purposes. <laughs> and, and then calling and then calling your teeny tiny dog Jumbo. No, I'm calling it Adonis, <laughs> Apollo and Donnie. Oh, the two creeds. <laughs> you are hilarious. I know. Um, anyway, no, I just, it was the first question just made me laugh, because I was like, Kelsey would have a party that would start at 5 o'clock and be over by 7.30. <laughs> That's what I love about, like, little kid parties, because it'll be like, Grace is turning 7, party is from 1.30 till 3. And it's just like, fuck yeah, let's go back to that days. I know, it's great. Okay, so here's mine. Five. I would start at 5 o'clock, also get the fuck out of my house by 9. Thanks. Go watch yourself some fireworks somewhere else. Who's coming? Oh, just close friends, not family. My house is a disaster. Mom's not allowed in. Um, she asked me the other day if she could drop something off at my house, and I was like, I'll come pick it up. Don't worry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will also serve popcorn. 
I will not. Oh, yeah, I'll drink beer if there's people around. Uh, pizza, sure. Mm, probably cookies. And probably also board games. And it says I will also adopt a new pet, but I don't think I will. No, I don't think you will. No. God damn it, BuzzFeed, how dare you. Anyway, it just made me chuckle. Did okay. you find your screenshot? I did. Just so you know, I screenshotted this on November 29th. Okay. Because as I want to do at apparently 11 p.m. exactly at night, I was Googling some sort of king. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was reading his wiki page and I was like, fuck, this rules. In this one paragraph, there are three great names and titles of rulers in here. So my question to you is, what would yours be? You would be Megan the what? So, okay. for example, there's Albert the Bold, George okay. the Bearded, and Augustus to the Strong. Well, those aren't even, like, that great. I like George the Bearded because it's like he and I'm assuming his father are exactly the same, except, oh, George is the one with the beard. <laughs> the bearded one. Perhaps. I'm just looking him up now. He was the Duke of Saxony. Mm-hmm. During the Reformation. Yeah, I think I was looking up the Reformation. Because I was reading a book about Germany. Or Dresden. Dresden Castle. That's what I was reading about. Um, well, what would I be? That's a great question. Um. The Tall? No, that's kind of boring. No? What's a good word to use to express... The disdainful? <laughs> I was going to say to express, like, existential exhaustion. <laughs> That's what I want. Like, ennui, but as a, as a yeah, noun. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... I, I, that's all I have. I don't know. I, I don't... I don't know what else I could be. So, here's the um, thing. I screenshotted this on November 29th. Yeah. And I've had how many days to think about it, and this is what I came up with. Okay. Kelsey the Indecisive. <laughs> now, if that's not fucking true to myself, don't know what else is. It is true to form. I feel like Augustus to the Strong is so good, though. Well, because it's also for, it's it's not just Augustus the Strong, it's Augustus it's too, too the Strong. Yeah. Man, whatever happened to Augustus? That's a great name. Well, while you're looking this while you're looking this up, Augustus Waters is in The Fault in Our Stars. He's still I was going to say he's alive and well, but no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> You know what's so sad? Huh. Augustus II the Strong, his son, Augustus III of Poland. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you hate to see that. So, okay. So, remember, I feel like I mentioned it on here when we went to, I went to go see uh, the musical Six at the Citadel. Mm-hmm. About Henry the Henry VIII's wives. Yeah. The thing, and I knew this kind of in the back of my head, but, like, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. Um... The thing that I found the most interesting is that all of Henry's kids who sat on the throne 
all died without children of their own, which I think is like, fucking amazing. Just, just the best all irony. of the shit that, that he went through to make sure that he had like a male heir or whatever. Because like, didn't Edward die at like fifteen? Like he was like a oh, child. Oh yeah, when super he died. super young. Yeah. And then like Elizabeth never had any kids, mm-hmm. uh, and Mary didn't have any children. And Wait, then... didn't Mary have a son? Mary not, Queen of I Scots. But he didn't sit on the throne. I don't no. believe. Um, I just think it's really funny that, like, <laughs> that Henry went to all of this trouble to, like, propagate his line, and then it fucking died. That's so Like, funny. one generation later. Just, just rough stuff, really. Just that whole family. I have one more quiz for you. Oh, Mary, it's... Queen of Scots, had James the Sixth, who became right. James the First. Okay. Just FYI. But that was but much she's later. But that's not Mary Tudor, is that? The, yeah. Is she? Oh. Yeah. Right. That is correct. Did she? Yes. Okay. Mary Stuart of Scotland. Yeah. Right. Um, so this is my other quiz for you. Mm-hmm. Which, which, uh, what is it? Which great Gatsby drink are you? Ooh, mint julep for sure. <laughs> but go <laughs> oh, ahead. Hold on. Choose <laughs> <laughs> a place to go in the summer. Uh, a swimming pool, the mountains... A bar, apparently, and, like, a lake with a yacht. Just a swimming pool? Yeah. (laughs) These are just, like... Very random. Very random. So, sorry, swimming pool, a bar... The mountains, or it looks like... Like, imagine, like, the Okanagan. Yeah, that's what I would choose, probably. Okay. What's your favorite sporting event? Tennis, football, horse racing, or baseball? Oh, of those? Tennis. (laughs) Tennis. <laughs> oh no, this isn't looking good. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite movie genre? Comedy, horror, action, or romance? Oh, uh, well, I like thrillers, so would that be action? More so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you accidentally scratched someone else's car leaving a party. What do you do? Uh... Pay them off, run away, cry about it, or blame someone else. Oh, man, I know what character is which there. <laughs> Here's hey, the question. Daisy. Yeah? Does anyone see me doing it? Um, I don't know. It doesn't specify. You you decide. Well, yeah, if no one sees me, I'm just fucking out of there. There's yeah, no I'm, I'm just out of there, for sure. Um, choose a brand. Gucci, Brooks Brothers, Versace, or Chanel? Chanel. Oh no, this isn't looking good. <laughs> Pick a song. Uh, Green Light by Lord. A Little Party Never Killed Nobody by Fergie. Oh god. <laughs> Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey or A Hundred Dollar Bill by Jay-Z. I really like Green Light by Lord. Okay. The drink that you are... Is whiskey just straight? Oh. Just a whiskey neat. Your passionate nature is a blessing and a curse. You're sure to get things heated up at any party. That's such a lie, though. Okay, <laughs> so for me, mm, oh. yeah, okay, Okanagan baseball is my favorite. Like action movies, I would absolutely leave. This question about the brands is hilarious because it's like brand ad- and then it's like a Brooks a guy like wearing a Brooks Brothers suit. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I don't know any of those songs. I'm sure you've heard Lord's song. 
I don't think so. I'm sure you have. Also, two of those are from the fucking Great Gatsby movie. A little party never killed nobody. I hated everything about that soundtrack, so that does not help me. Oh. Also, somehow, magically, I'm also whiskey, so there we are. Oh, dear. Yeah. Thought for sure I'd be a mint julep, but okay. Of course you're a mint julep. (sighs) All right. Do you have anything else? No. Just like, just like reflecting on this episode, isn't it just like so nice to be excited about something? (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Don't you just feel alive for the first time in a long while? You know what? Yes, that like, like existential dread that I'm apparently the ruler of just isn't sitting around anymore tonight. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. You feel your heart beating beneath your chest. Wow. What a time. Yeah. Yeah, time to be alive. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else. Our next episode is going to be uh, us live watching a Hallmark movie with commercials. Yes. So it'll be a two-hour. It'll be a two-hour talk with uh, commercials. We'll have lots to talk about in the commercial. <laughs> Absolutely, we will. Um, and then, but we don't know which one yet, and we'll probably pick it when we record. Because they start every two hours on W. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it's great. Uh, so we'll make sure when we do that, we put that in the episode description. So you, if you want to watch, follow along with us, you can. Just, and there'll just be a multitude of options, so. It's true. We're just, we're just rich with it. It's very true. Um, so that's all we have for this week. Uh, as always, you can find our things on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. We have a website that I recently updated for the first time in approximately three months. <laughs> it's awesome. And so that was what, two episodes worth? The episode... <laughs> oh my god, self-burn. <laughs> the episode photos are, I think, pretty fucking fantastic. So. They are pretty great, it's true. Uh, the episode photo for this one is going to be amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, can't wait. Um, What else do we have? I have a Twitter, at Meg14. Um, Kelsey doesn't have a Twitter. No, we have we have a podcast Twitter that like I get the notifications for sometimes. So there's you that. can send us things there. There's an Instagram garbage fire podcast. Yep. yep. And Megan, I just want you to know because I don't think there's no reason for you to look. But remember how that one time we talked about the commemoration of World War One and World War Two, and we titled the episode "The One with Satan's Jizz." Remember <laughs> yes. that. I do. Well, in the description of <laughs> the web page, I put at the end. Also, I'm really sorry about the title for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was there was something about that because we did spend a long time talking about commemorations and whatnot. We did, and Satan's Jizz is what I said before we started recording, so it's not even in the episode, Megan. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's all we have for this week. (laughs) And as always, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster.